Hey, this is Mark Patton, and you're listening to WithoutYourHead.com. And whatever you do, don't go to sleep. The station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neil. Terrible Troy. Mm-hmm. That I'm would still make me terrible Troy, even if I was muted. <laughs> what what did what did you say, Troy? <laughs> I thought I was muted, but maybe oh. I wasn't. <laughs> I don't think so. And we heard what you said. <laughs> 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 There's no hide. Very professional program here. Oh yeah. <laughs> and the third we inter- of the show. Can you is, introduce us, Neil? Uh, well, Maybe was, nobody will know who we are. I was about to. I was, uh, I was hoping treacher- uh, treacherous Trista would uh, introduce herself, and we go into the. Uh... Oh, sorry. I should do it again. I think. <laughs> Let's I just start all over. Welcome to the station of decapitation. Without your head, I'm Nasty Neil. That's a. Crazy shirt, nasty meal. I like it a lot. Thanks. That would make me terrible, Troy. Right. <laughs> I'm treacherous, Trista. Mm-hmm. And we're joined by uh, the fine people here of Death Drop Gorgeous. We have co-director and Tony Two Fingers, Brandon. But she has a different <laughs> last name on Facebook, so I'm thrown off. Uh, Brandon Vitera. <laughs> Not Brandon, and then Brandon spelt backwards. We have co-director. No, no. <laughs> And Detective O'Hara, Mike Ayrn. We have the lead. And Dwayne, he's Dwayne in the movie. Wayne Gonzalez. Yep. yep. And the postman hey. and the pup, Ryan Miller. Yep. <laughs> and we have the returning screen queen herself, Linnea Quigley. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And this movie's a scream. Yay! <laughs> Very well put. Yes. <laughs> so, welcome, everybody. Welcome. Yeah, it's so good to have you all here. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, magic as, as magic. the dog. Oh, hi, Magic. Well, hello to Magic. You have a whole, like, uh, you have a whole uh, family there of, of, of dogs, I believe. Uh, oh my god, the dog's jumping in back of the TV now. I don't know why. <laughs> Those are the true stars. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. They're going to unplug everything now. <laughs> <laughs> so for, uh, so people, when is this premiere of Drop Dead Gorgeous going to be? Actually, this Saturday. It's uh, online at the Wicked Beer Fest. They're premiering it at uh, 9.30 Eastern. And yep. where is that? Um, so it's a festival that's in Bo- based in Boston, but uh, they're doing virtual this year, unfortunately, just kind of like everybody else due to COVID. Um, so if you go to wickedqueer.org, 
that has a list of their lineup and it runs from, I think starting today actually with a couple of films all the way through, I think maybe like next week sometime. Um, and so our film's gonna, you can actually buy tickets online uh, when you go to their site and then that'll give you 24 hour access to um, whatever film you buy a ticket for. So ours is gonna start at 9.30 tomorrow night, or sorry, Saturday night. Mm -hmm. Well, when my plane gets in, who's picking me up? <laughs> hey, I'll come pick you up. I'll come get you Oh, good, okay. Yeah, yeah. rain or shine, 4 a.m., whatever. Uh. <laughs> is this gonna tour, like a touring thing? I wish, it should be awesome, hopefully. It should. It's a really great movie. Oh, yeah. thank you. <laughs> yeah. For, for people not um, aware, I mean, like, doing... can you explain what the movie is about? Yeah. Who? Me? Anybody. Anyone who is willing <laughs> to uh, oh. take the <laughs> so The movie takes place in Providence, Rhode Island. It's about um, uh, there's just all these dead bodies that keep getting found, drained of blood, and they all kind of connect to this one club. And um, so there's this, obviously some kind of maniacal killer going around. He's luring in people on one of those sex apps. Um, but at the same time, there's also a turf war between some of the older dragons and uh, younger drag queens. And then also um, a, a bartender who used to live there comes back into town. He's kind of like an outsider and just trying to you know, figure out his way around this community and uh, trying to, trying to you know, feel secure and normal. But <laughs> That's Wayne. <laughs> yes, yeah. But you, met, you mentioned the app, uh, Pounder. I went to uh, add it to my phone, but I couldn't find it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was deemed too dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's only yeah, it's, dark the movie's probably yeah. not a ringing endorsement for Pounder if it was a real app. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on what you're looking for. How did you get involved in uh, Drop, uh, Death Drop Gorgeous? Well, I knew Brandon. And I thought he was so cool. And he asked me when I was in Salem to be a part of it. And I said, yeah, let's do that. And we, <laughs> um, we filmed. And it was so fun. He was a great director. And when I watched the trailer and the movie, I was, like, so impressed. The lighting and everything they did on all this and the production values are amazing. So I'm glad I'm involved with this. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. We're glad you're involved. <laughs> it was it was fun. It was so fun. I remember it was so cold that night too, yeah, at least for me. Yeah. And and we went out, but we were in a car, so it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> we actually met through um through Devin Hunt too. So Devin Hunt um did some of the scoring in the film as well. Um, oh yeah. Oh my god, did he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah That's right. Scored, I um, met you through Devin Hunt, the yeah. drummer. Yeah. For sex oh, I met when he was in Sexcrement. Yep. Mm -hmm. And now he's in Bricks and Mortar. So were you, you were in a Sexcrement video, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, what was it called? Um, it was like the Trucker, trucker Bomb. Yeah, Trucker Bomb. bomb. <laughs> we was filmed at the Friendly Toast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Exactly. I, I remember... I never knew what a trucker bomb was until I did that movie, or not that video. <laughs> you told me what that was when we were talking about that video. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> I know. I'm still not aware. I mean, I'm the naive one here, I guess. What Brandon is a trucker can bomb? tell you. All right. Brandon, what is, he's the expert in the trucker bomb, apparently. It's the pee in a jar thing, isn't it? Oh, okay. I've never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was something you were looking up on oh, Pounder.com. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Truckers do speed, and then when they they urinate, the the little whores drink it. Oh, oh man, <laughs> this is definitely something found on Pounder. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why Linnea was in our film. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming together. She brings the knowledge. This kind of knowledge, exactly. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, I was gonna say it was so it was so funny whenever we asked her to be in our film because we had this role that um we hadn't it was this this minor character that we didn't really have filled or didn't have anyone in mind and we were hanging out with her and we had the idea like oh wait a minute like this the scene actually takes place in a car and we're like what if we just had Linnea go downstairs and film it really quick and so we're like oh I don't know if we should ask her that's kind of like a lot to ask. I remember like when we, we kind of brought it up uh, uh, timidly and when we finally asked her, she was like, so do you want me to be in the film? And I was like, yeah. She was like, okay, cool. So she went to just like put on some lipstick and then she's like, I'm ready. And that was it. It was awesome. <laughs> just went down and filmed it, yeah. She made it her own too. It was pretty yeah. good. <laughs> I think lipstick is her signature look now. Like a red lipstick, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. You rock it too. It looks awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Definitely. So, how how does Get the process the work of uh, three uh, three co writers and three co directors? Mike, do I answer that one? Uh, yeah, because you know it's got you have the three uh, credit in so long. Um. So the the script was written on a lot of makers' mark. Um. <laughs> It's a secret to success. It's a fine bourbon. The elixir of creativity. (laughs) There you go. I did my own maker's mark when I was in Kentucky. You know how it has the the wax coating? Yeah. So good. So delicious. Um, So Brandon and Chris had this crazy idea for the main crux of the movie. Uh, So I'm not going to spoil it, but... um, Brandon and I were talking about horror movies and that's how we connected. And we were just kind of like, we should just make our own. And he was like, funny, you should mention that. (laughs) And I have this weird idea. And then we just met at um, this bar and we just started outlining it. And then we would just like meet once a week. Uh, We'd read some pages I wrote and we'd edit them and Chris and Brandon would make it better. And we just like did that for a very long time. Um, originally the script was like, um, uh, like 130 pages. It was like a stupid amount of pages and we had to like cut it down a lot. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. We kind of just like all wore a bunch of different hats, like uh, between the five of us. Um, one of the other co-writers and co-directors, uh, Chris, um, who couldn't be here tonight. He like also did a lot, a lot of directing, uh, and he plays Brian in the movie. On set too, I kind of took a backseat with directing. So Chris and Mike did most of the directing. I did, I did a majority of the camera work. So that's how it was easy to work like that on set. <laughs> yeah. What scene was cut that should have been in the film? Like when you wrote it, you said it was 130 pages. <laughs> uh, it was a lot of. We were just like, I don't know what we were doing. We were just like drinking too much and like just. There was a lot of plot lines that were just uh, us like being funny i don't know i don't think i think what we cut um and what we ended up with is a much stronger story than what we had at 130 pages (laughs) you just had nonsense in there and i mean there's 
there's, there was hard decisions that were made even at the editing phase. I mean, of course, I guess as there is with any film, but this is our first film. Um, and, you know, I think originally it was like two hours and <laughs> a, little, a little over two hours. And we, we have to cut this down. Uh, so we ended up cutting out about 20 minutes of footage. And it was all stuff that, like, we liked. But, you know, you just have to make that hard decision of how can I keep the integrity of the film and it still makes sense, but also cut it down to a more manageable size. And so, yeah, I, I, some of the scenes that we threw out, you know, I won't get into because it, it might be spoilers <laughs> to some degree. But, um, yeah, it was tough decisions made all the way down, I guess. <laughs> That'll be on the extra thing, right? When you watch the movie, the extras. Oh, yeah. I do. Yeah, it'll be in our nice. two hours. <laughs> yeah. director, cut it down uh, from a two-hour movie. Was that like your own decision before you started to uh, submit it to festivals? Or was it more of a... Because runtime is important on the festival scene just because they can't uh, totally. you know, program like, you know, two hour mo- too many two-hour movies. We, we yeah. Did- it was a little long. We got some feedback from um, some friends or help us along. Philip Gillette, who um, is uh, he made on Bleeding House and um, or was kind of guiding us along. Miss um, Chris's um, sister is also a horror author too. It's, it's her husband. They were kind of guiding us with you know cutting down some of the scenes and like you know trying to help shape that. And then Roman and Tyler of the Scream Queen, um, the Nightmare on Elm Two documentary, stepped in and helped with some of the final edits too to kind of like you know where to where to cut things, how to shave things off of little scenes and. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and you're right. You know, part of it was like the concerns about being able to program yeah. being programmed at festivals because they may want to sometimes block you with like a short film or something like that. And if you're running at a little over two hours, it's going to be harder to squeeze you in, and that'll hurt your chances of being able to be programmed. So yeah, uh, Devin Hunt's actually here in the chat listening. So. Uh... Yeah. Oh, oh, hey. oh my gosh, that Devin Hunt. He's a <laughs> he drums to stop on. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Tony Rodriguez says cough cough sequel cough cough. He's hoping for a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> Is there oh, any, I know it's kind yeah. of early to talk about Holly a sequel. There. Holly Go Frightly was there at the seat too. That yeah. was fun. She yeah. was. She was. Yeah. So, yeah, we might do a sequel at some point. Um, I don't know if it'll be, I don't know if it'll be our next film, but, uh, you know, I, I think we, we left ourselves open to that possibility. So, <laughs> yeah. so I was be- impressed by the production value. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It thank was amazing. Especially like the dancing scenes. It looked oh, like that tremendous. club was filled. It was like, was it filled? No. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Some some camera magic, some lighting magic. Um, we put some, for some of the scenes, we just had a, as many people as we could come in um, and fill up the other uh, crowd. Um, we did it on some Sunday afternoons, which was a tricky time, but it was kind of the only time we had access to that bar. So we had to make it look like it was nighttime. We had to make sure people were getting up on a Sunday at noon, which was tricky too. Yeah. Uh, but we did our best. Part, part of it, it that also made it tricky was that we had all these extras coming in, and the, it was for like a, I don't know, four-hour, five-hour window of filming. And they're coming in of, you know, on their own free time. And most of them are friends with us. But they're coming in and they're drinking at the bar. So they're getting progressively drunker. And then people are just sort of like wandering off. So maybe they're like, oh, I'll come and be an extra for like an hour. And then I leave. So like in the footage, you end up getting like, it goes from like this full crowd to like this sparse crowd. And we're like, well, wait a minute. This is only supposed to be like 30 seconds in the movie. And we can't have the crowd just like, just like disappear. And so 
we had to like be creative in like how we the footage we were using and you know where we could use it so yeah yeah <laughs> don't have a great work work um, ethic, you know. They just, <laughs> yeah. Especially when you're paying them big bucks, it's like exactly. you know, how can they? Yeah, yeah. we pay them and pizza. So. Yeah. No, I wish I would have. Wow. Yeah. Where, where is where is your uh, your documentary extras right now? Uh, how far along is that, Lenny? Is that still it's, a thing? All the footage is now compiled as of the end of June, and now it goes to the editor, Todd Sheets. So it's going to be out soon. Oh, very cool. Long time in the making. So, yeah. Yeah. Finally, finally. (laughs) Was this all filmed? Did you guys ever shoot the what? You go on, I'll ask after. What were you going to say, Lenny? Oh, I was going to ask. Oh, what was I going to ask? I don't remember. Something if they ever shot something. It's not important. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's very important. But you'll remember. The, uh, was this well, all shot in Rhode Island? Oh, oh I was going to say. I know. I know. I know. Before I forget, uh-huh. I want to invite you all to the premiere whenever it's going to be, yes. wherever it's going to be. So I'm extending yes. that. I, I was asked to be at the premiere of. Drop dead gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, would have, I would have been. I would have been to the premiere uh, this weekend if if uh, it was that. You know. Oh uh, yeah, that would have been a, a yeah. lot of fun. Because I'm in yeah. Massachusetts, so it's not very far. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How, how, how has that affected everything? Because I know you were accepted to a lot of festivals. Yeah, it kind of like put a damper on everything, uh, as it did with everybody's life obviously it's not just us but um we were really gearing up for some sort of festivals and in in in-person festivals so we could like network talk about our movies reaction i think our movie is kind of a movie that will is more enjoyable to watch with a group or in a theater it's just yeah yeah yeah, it's just like so irreverent and over the top (laughs) and gory and it's just like so it, it, it is pretty disappointing. Um, we're, but we're super, this is all of our first film. So we're, any festival we get into, we're always super excited. Like it's like little kids, like <laughs> on Christmas. Um, so we're, we're really thankful for the festivals and they're doing what they can. Um, we're hoping some will happen in the fall or winter. Um, a lot have just postponed to the beginning of next year, but we'll see. It's all kind of up in the air. The so. people that we're working with too, they're helping us producing this whole COVID thing has changed the game. Like they don't know what's going on or like you know, what, what festivals should we premiere and like, what, like what are the rules for other festivals? We premiere here, premiere there. It's also confusing. No one knows what's going on. Um, but yeah, we do have some that got pushed back. We'll be in person. Hopefully um, the Houston horror fest got pushed back to June. And if everything goes okay, we'll be there in June. So that, that might be like our actual first in-person premiere. Yeah. I'm going to be there. In All Houston. Right. Perfect. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Confirmed. We're partying. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Get oh, your God, party hat on. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, and we were super excited about that. Um, that was going to happen this year, of course, and they had to postpone, as you know. But uh, yeah, I think all of us are just sort of waiting for that first time we can show it in like a theater. And like Brandon was saying, getting you know everybody's reactions to it, um, or like Mike was saying, sorry. But uh, we'd also just want to hear like Roman's been re- really working on the sound um, and. 
it's at like a much better place now. And it's one of these things that like, we just want to have like a subwoofer and big speakers in a big room with a lot of people and just like jam out and have fun, you know? And yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully I one day we'll be prediction. <laughs> I have a prediction that it's going to be a cult hit. I hope so. I got a good feeling on that. looks good. Yeah. I agree with the, you know, watch with the crowd. Well, it'll be a blast with a big crowd, I think. Yeah. 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 Uh, both horror movies and comedies, I, I always think, play best with the crowd because you have the interaction oh, of people yeah. getting scared or laughing. And then yeah. this has both. So, you know, it's definitely a movie that people could have fun and interact with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have one says quick that, question. Yeah, no, first, first. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, I just wondered, like, did did one person do like all the uh, the drag makeup, or was that like individuals doing them, or because they all look so good, they yeah. just kind of blew my uh, mind. Uh, yeah, uh, so all the drag queens in our movie are from Providence, with the exception. Oh, okay. Janet, with uh, yeah, with the exception of Janet Finnis, so they all um, are drag queens. Um, oh, okay, that's why then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're, <laughs> a lot of like leeway in creating the characters we obviously had some guidelines for certain ones especially like gloria hole mm -hmm. um but for the most part uh the drag queens they brought all their own costumes and they did their own makeup oh, okay yeah right. they, they just looked yeah. awesome they looked amazing oh <laughs> for me yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. just blew yeah, my mind really yeah they do look great hear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gloria, gloria hole is a, is a great name yeah <laughs> Gloria Hall is the Audrey great Heartburn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, some great names. Yeah. <laughs> Are any of those their real uh, stage names, or were they all for the movie? They're, they're all for the movie, with the exception of Janet Fitness. That was her stage name. Okay. So we came up with all of them. Um, yeah. It was Bud Cienci, which is a reference to Buddy Cienci. <laughs> um, from, from Rhode Island Mayor... Uh, yeah. Well, well um, that one we came up with on the fly because originally we had Las Vegas Truvada, which is <laughs> supposed to be like Las Vegas, Nevada, but the um, Truvada, the prep medicine, but we didn't want to get sued by them, so we changed it. <laughs> also, one of them is never mentioned is Kelly's character. It's, it's another great name, was Lindsay Fuckingham. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. She's never, she's never mentioned by name, but Kelly's name is Lindsay Fuckingham. That's a great name. <laughs> uh, Devin says, I'm proud of you guys. It's a true example of pursuing passion and being vigilant. Well, thank you. Oh, thanks, Devin. I am so impressed and proud of my guys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when Linnea said about uh, production uh, uh, value, it's like, I always think uh, having cool lighting can really uh, help in that department. And there's a lot of, you know, cool, like, purple lightings, red lightings, green lightings. Oh, yeah. So we looked out. So the guy that helped us with our lighting, he actually built these um, – he, he does metal work and built these devices that have these really cool lights on them. So we borrowed those lights from him for all those like really nice shoots, the colored lights. Um, but this is his own invention and um, he let us use them for the film and they were, they were great. Um, I'm not like a tech person, so I can't explain what exactly they are, but <laughs> yeah, it basically has a stand with like three, just three lights, LED, big LED lights on each stand that you can change the intensity and the color of all of them to different things. And so we just kind of positioned them how we wanted to. And um, yeah, it was really easy. It worked out great. 
Mm-hmm. It looks amazing. I thought you was right. The lighting is amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and, and the gore. Not only is the, the you have the makeup. The gore does look great. Yeah, you have some really yeah. good gore in there, which I always think uh, for a comedy horror, you know, it has to work in both uh, the comedy and the horror. And I think, you know, having really cool uh, uh, gore effects contrasts with, you know, a lot of uh, the other things going on in the movie. That works. Well, thank you. Who uh, um, who did the gore? We had two different people do the gore. So um, Victoria Elizabeth Black from um, from Florida. She was on that show, Dragula 2. She came up with her um, her, uh, her boyfriend, Opulence Black. Okay. And they did um, three of the big special effects scenes. Um, and then the other ones were done by Scott Miller out of Western Massachusetts, who has a pretty impressive resume, too, and also a great guy. Um, he came and helped with the other ones. But um, the, the two of them just did a fantastic job. And was it uh, all filmed in Rhode Island? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think every scene is technically, yeah, all except, was filmed in Rhode Island. Except for the, the brief oh. one in P-Town. And Linnea. <laughs> and oh, Linnea, oh, yeah. 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 Salem, right in my broom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How long was the shoot? How long was the shoot? Oh, how uh, long? With, with you? No, 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 I know that. I don't, I wasn't <laughs> drinking or anything. Um, you know, I didn't have a blackout and not remember. <laughs> you just mean no, a total the whole shoot, the whole Yeah, shoot. yeah. Like a year and a half, almost two years, year. wasn't it? Yeah, it was probably yeah. about wow. a two-year production. Just because it, it's none of our full-time jobs. We were doing it on nights and weekends. Oh, we were okay. working around... Yeah, we're working around the schedules of our actors and when spaces were available to film in. So yeah, it took almost like, I would say probably two years of yeah. production. And I think at the height of it, we were filming almost maybe like every other weekend or three out of four weekends. There was a couple months, a few months where there'd be a stretch like that. And then sometimes there might be a stretch where we didn't film for like a month or more because we we're waiting on some space to become available or something like that. Um so yeah, but but in total, I think it was just about two years. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's good. That's not bad at all. What did you shoot it on? On a Canon and um, uh, yeah. uh, Can- Canon seven D. Canon uh, Osmo. Um, I forget the numbers on him. Yeah, it's just like a, a built-in gimbal. It's like a camera that um, almost like a GoPro type mm-hmm. thing, but you can it has a stabilizer mm-hmm. built into it, um, so it makes oh, it wow. easier to use for some movement shots. Uh, but most of it was the Canon 7D. Um, and then, yeah, that was it. It was really good looking. Very, it wasn't like video looking or anything, you know what I mean? Yeah. It looked full, like a film or something. It was really cool. Oh, thank you. So I know uh, both Devin and, and Tim Fife, who I also know, uh, yeah. the score and some other people. Uh, Tim's a great guy, too. And uh, yeah. Um, when you have multiple people doing the score, is that difficult at all? Because, like, uh, you know, some people might have, like, a different uh, approach to the music than somebody else. We, we kind of had no idea what we were doing for the score because we had – the movie just spread out all over the place because we were working on, like, scenes towards the end of the movie, like, in the beginning and scenes at the beginning of the movie towards the end. Uh, we didn't know, like, what people's time frames were like. We're like, oh, my God, we have so much footage to score. We had so many people that wanted to score it, too. Um, and so we gave um, – the big, the bigger scenes to Devin, who was already on board. So he did most of the bigger ones. And uh, this guy, Kevin Bowden, who did some really great work with us, too. He did some of the other larger scenes. Who was like, he's a local, too. He's easy to work with. And then Tim, um, Tim, awesome scenes, too. So I think it worked out just because we had, 
we had there's scenes that got scored that we didn't put in the movie, so it's kind of um, now that we now that we have a movie under our belt, we kind of know what we'll do next time. But uh, I, it was a <laughs> yeah. I think I think also like it like Brandon was knowing what we're doing in the music. Um, the movie takes so many different angles in terms of like it's campy at times, it's dark at times. We have drag queens that are Rosebud Cianci that's singing this like old-fashioned like you know broadway-esque type songs and then you have janet fitness doing like these this young poppy like you know music or whatever and so there's just like the music is all over the place in the film but i think that like reflects just the sort of like themes that we cover in the film you know it's like funny and there's high parts and then there's dark low parts and so like trying to figure out like one particular type of music to fit all those moods would be hard so we just like i think we gave ourselves like leeway in terms of like bringing on a lot of people who like were really talented to be able to help you know, uh, uh, produce stuff for those scenes. So and there was a lot of scenes too that we were just thinking about just putting like a song over, but then we realized they had to be scored. So I think that played a big hand in that too. So you were thinking, <laughs> what about continuity? Was that a big problem? Cause you filmed over two years. <laughs> my, my, uh, my beard changes length several times. So yes. <laughs> Oh, I could oh have well, been one of those films you go, oh my God, look at his beard. That's wrong. You know, it's yeah. kind of fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I didn't notice Well, that's either. good. Good, well, good. I could have been a little more vigilant about its length, but then there's like a whole section of the movie where we're interviewing suspects and my beard is a different length every yeah. time. <laughs> I think... Really I think I like developed... I think it actually... I think I developed more wrinkles over like the two year period, but luckily I'm wearing a pup mask the whole yeah. time. So you can't actually tell what's going on. Ryan got more gray hairs in his beard since we started, <laughs> mostly because of stress. And had some hair changes too. Oh no, <laughs> yeah. Was that just your own mask? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you have a couple of scenes my hair length is a little too Oh, I, I stole the pup mask from this leather bar I work in. I have to return it back to them. Yeah. <laughs> What's a pup mask? <laughs> the dog, the dog mask that I was wearing in the movie. Oh, that has the, I thought you meant, at first I thought it was Huff, and then oh. I was like, oh, Huff? No. What do you no, mean? Like pup, okay. pup I know mask. what you mean, like puppy. Okay, <laughs> right. the one you're wearing. Yeah. I thought you were wearing a Huff one. I'm sorry. <laughs> the movie's educational, too. You get to learn new things. Yeah. Pup mask. Yeah. <laughs> Now, will Trista and I be in the next film that you're writing? I hope. Yeah. 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 Right. I like this idea. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. Quarantine's been good. We've been able to, like, sort of, uh, myself, Brandon, and Ryan all live together. So we were able to, like, start writing, like, other projects and, uh, like, outline new things, which is really exciting. Um, so it kind of was good to us in that sense. Yeah. Anything, you already uh, forgot how exhausting this was. Yeah. <laughs> like giving birth, probably. They always forget it's like so painful and they get pregnant again. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a really, yeah, that's actually probably a very accurate analogy. <laughs> how this is going to go down. <laughs> Oh, oh, Wayne, how did you get involved? How did you get the role as of Dwayne? Oh, God. Was it because um, the name um, is so uh, similar? That casting couch. I, that, 
Yeah, that casting couch. Um, I've known I've known Brandon and Ryan for a very long time, and then um, was kind of introduced to Mike when they were, uh, when Brandon kind of approached me about um, the movie, and that I'd never met Mike, and um, that he was kind of like you know it's you know it's a little like you know there's a little truth to the story, and um, Brandon was like you know why don't you read some of the script? And as I'm reading the script, I'm reading some of what Mike wrote, and I was like I've never wrote, I've never met Mike, but how is he <laughs> writing such realistic stuff about? <laughs> going through your belongings. I, I think so. <laughs> I was spying on you for a whole year. <laughs> oh my a, god. Who comes out? <laughs> uh, Peyton St. James says, uh, so proud of you guys. You make life a better Aww. place to be. Oh, I love we love Peyton. Awesome. Peyton's amazing. I cannot sing my praises enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And incredible in that movie. Yeah, and everything. Like we've seen a couple of her plays, and she is just mind blowing. Yeah, her performance. Like Gloria Hole is based on this like drag queen legend from Providence, and she just brought such a full, nuanced, and more depth to the character than we could have ever hoped for. Um, and yeah, she's great. Yeah, it's one of those and, places you you just can't stop looking at, you know, when she's on screen and the, everything that she does, like the, the mannerisms and her reactions to things. It's just, she, uh, and then brings every like line to life in a way that, you know, like Mike said is beyond what hoped for. <laughs> yeah. Not, I don't want to spoil Thank anything. You. You're I don't want to Trish and I will stand you. out and get an Academy Award, I think. <laughs> I mean, L- Linnea's role is, yeah. I'm joking. It's I'm right joking. up there. It's right up there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit smaller, but it's just as good. Right, right. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about me before. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Before we went live, we were talking about a, a meat grinder scene, and I won't give too much away. But you did say that it was a that it was vegan friendly. You know, there was no like actual meat used in the movie. Yes, we you know, so no animals were harmed in the film, um, except for the pup. Maybe I didn't give anything away, but yeah, we used some. So, yeah. No, 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 <laughs> no. me. No, Ryan was just he, he, he seemed to like it. I think. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess I was a little submissive in the film. So <laughs> we need some like gross, bloody, nasty meat, and so we just used some, uh, some some hot dog, some vegan hot dogs in the scene, and uh, they work pretty well. <laughs> yeah, maybe you'll be sponsored by by it now. <laughs> we uh, we actually for added fur- the company <laughs> for furky hot dogs or something or. <laughs> It was so first we tagged them in the post. I don't think they were very psyched on it. But. Oh, <laughs> I know when right. I watched the I movie right that. at that scene, I was like, I'm going to go get myself some tofurkey hot dogs right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, now that we have the now that we have the, the new trailer, maybe we should try tagging them again. And, uh, maybe they'll be interested. Oh my god, that'd be funny. That would that's a good idea. Controversy, controversy. <laughs> Yeah, they gotta spice up those ad campaigns. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Make more people want to eat them. It's true. 
Yep. It's true. <laughs> They'll say, this was in the movie, and I'm in Drop Dead Gorgeous, and I'm going to go get some turfurky hot dogs. How about cutting a, a trailer to begin with? Because so many trailers today, you know, you, you want people to go see it, but you also don't want to give too much away of the movie. What, what is that process like? So we did, we made the first two trailers that are kind of, um, they're, they're decent. We made ourselves and it was really a tricky thing. But um, after talking to people who actually do this for a living or in, in the business, um, uh, you know, Roman and Tyler really helped us with that again. They kind of were like, you guys have to kind of show a little more. Um, and we were a little hesitant at first, but you know what? Like, might, uh, just might as well just do it. It's, it makes for a better trailer and a better, um, you know, showing a little bit more leg, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is a balance there. I mean, I think that like sometimes you're, you're really reluctant to show anything that might give away plot elements, but then you realize that like there's just enough you can show sometimes that still will make people want to see the film. And that's the important thing. Like, even if they're like, Oh, wait a minute, what's happening here? You know, like as long as it makes them want to go see the film, then it's, you did your job. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think well, there's like a, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh no. I was just going to say in the, huge budget films they give away too much yeah. and you're like when you get to the good scene yeah. it's like already you've already seen it and you know what's going to happen and i was kind of gonna yeah there's an art to it i think i feel like um when i watch netflix and they play their little trailers i feel like they show the entire movie yeah. and then and I'm just like, okay, well, I kind of get where it's going. And I'm just going to fast forward to the end now. Yeah, I'm just going to avoid this one, I guess. Everybody guess the twist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember a few years yeah. ago when they did the re uh, remake of Carrie, and they literally, sh I didn't even go see it, but I know the movie, the original one, and they showed the whole the whole movie in like two minutes. Like, a, And I was even joking when I was watching, I was like, are they going to show even show like the blood scene? And they did right in the trailer. So they showed just the whole, <laughs> oh the whole film in like a two-minute version. I was just like, I don't yeah. know. You know two, well, I see it now. The two-minute version was probably better than... than the, <laughs> yeah. the yeah. 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 There are times I see movies and I think they should have just stayed a trailer. I won't name any names. <laughs> Well, the movie Wreck, that the remake that in America, the last thirty seconds are in the fucking trailer. You're oh, watching yeah. that, and you're like, "Wait, you're waiting oh, for the whole movie God. that scene to happen, and then the ending is that scene." You're like, "That's like right in the trailer. Oh, <laughs> like, God, yeah. Why would you do that? It's just confusing." Yeah. Yeah. The new That's Candyman cool. trailer is pretty amazing. It is because they don't really show anything. Yeah, I do about love them. With the paper cutouts. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. one's really good. That's yeah. great. I love that stuff. Yeah, I agree. It's really, really creative without giving away really anything in the movie and making you want to see that. Yeah. Movie. Uh, Tristan, do you have a question about the about uh, the movie? I was wondering. Um, so you guys are all in Rhode Island, and you shot the film predominantly in Rhode Island, right? Yeah. I'm wondering about the. Um, we also we met. Um, uh, Roman and Tyler because of uh, the Scream Queen doc, and we're a big fan of that. So I, I'm just wondering. Uh, about the film community in Rhode Island. I've never been there. I've never shot there. Is there a thriving community? Do you guys have great festivals? Do you know a lot of filmmakers? There, so there is the Rhode Island International Film Fest that's been going on for a long time, and they do their thing. 
Um, there's some other locals. I know Nini that um, is in the film as well. One of the, uh, the, she plays um, another character in there. She's in a few other movies, one called Strap for Danger, uh, one and two. And the guy, Richard, Richard Mark Griffin. Richard, he makes a bunch of movies here too. And he, he incorporates a lot of the, um, the LGBTQ community in those films as well. Um, Phil Gillette, the one we mentioned before, that's um, helped us along this movie. He lives in Providence now too. And I know he's always working on stuff. Um, he also runs the uh, Necronomicon uh, oh, film fest. Oh, okay. is, oh yeah, cool. which is every every other year of every odd year, I think. Right, Brendan? Yeah, it's like every other year. Um, yeah. The, the guys from um, the uh, PVD Horror, um, they they're kind of like a horror group. They show movie like um, movies here and there, and have like nights. They're they're a blast. They're great guys too. Um, just a few little groups like that. There used to be a lot of big like horror film fests here, and they haven't done it in years, which is which is a total bummer. I'm hoping that's something that that starts happening again. I think. I first moved here back in 2003 and they're doing it up until like maybe like 2007 or eight. And they were showing some really cool stuff all over the city and it kind of just petered out. I don't really know what ever happened, but um, I'm hoping this stuff kind of has a revival soon. Is it easy to shoot there? Is it easier to shoot in, in like LA? It's very difficult sometimes to shoot in. Um, is it, um, you mean in terms is of it like, hospitable to shoot in Rhode Island? You mean in terms of like permits and stuff like that? Or? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things you shoot first, ask questions later. Yeah, yeah. very gorilla, huh? Yeah, exactly. It is oh, gorilla. Okay. I mean, we. I guess they're not as much of an on the lookout for that sort of stuff here, where it might be harder to get away with it on the streets of LA. Oh, yeah. Here, like, it's not as populated, and nobody's really asking any questions or expecting that anyway. So, um, we have a few street shots that you know we we may or may not had permits for. Um, but then most of the, the stuff that we filmed is indoors and that stuff, you know, of course we have the permission of the, the owners of the buildings and stuff like that. And actually that was a, a, a big boon for us because like we knew um, a lot of the people that uh, they're part of like the gay community here. Um, so the club owners and stuff that like Brandon has been friends with for a long time um, and they were gracious enough to let us film in their space. And so we actually uh, were able to use a lot of different locations that other people might not have had access to. Not, um, not even just like gay locations. Yeah. So even like Pizza J and, and yeah, Dusk. Yeah. Um, I think the community, it's, it's a pretty like artsy community. Uh, people are always, there's tons of music from here. Tons there's of people doing stuff. So I think always lots of, lots of live stuff around. going on around there. So it's yeah. nice. You know? I love yeah. the area. It's just so much fun to go to. I am last. so yeah. confused. This is a gay movie. <laughs> <laughs> I want no part of this. <laughs> Scratch my name off. <laughs> Too late. We have your contract, Linnea. Oh, jeez. I didn't sign on for that. <laughs> my reputation. <laughs> I, I've only been to Providence a few times, but it always seemed like there's a lot more uh, activity at night there than there is in Boston. Because people mm-hmm. not from Boston don't realize like everything closes very early. Yeah. Well, Providence is so small. Like when they do, they think they can shut the whole downtown down. They do like outdoor fest all the time too, and it's just Love easier. For, uh, yeah, yeah. So like Boston, things are pr- spread out pretty far, so it's, it's hard to kind of have that stuff all the time. But um. Yeah, when, when there's no COVID, Providence is always doing, like, block parties and all, all kinds yeah. of fun stuff. Oh, yeah. Mike Rigney, uh, he said, yeah, there used to be a lot of rad horror so cons fun. here. Yeah, yeah, there were way more horror cons here. And just, by the way, I always thought yeah. Necronomicon is one of the greatest uh, convention names ever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Pretty sweet. laughs> Wait. 
I think they should like write and film their next movie in France. Mm. I'm down. <laughs> it'll it'll add this like different vibe to it. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to be there, Lenam? Yes, you're going to fly me over and Trista and and everyone, and we'll have fun. We'll drink, we'll drink cappuccinos and ride bicycles with baguettes. <laughs> Gear a, big long, a big long Bulls bicycle that's made for like twelve people. Yeah, that with the tandem bike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the movie right there. That's the scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll wear that outfit. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a what a beret and like, I have one. I should have worn the maybe I should have worn that yeah. tonight. The beret, but yeah. I have many, many silly <laughs> hats or cool hats, I should say. Uh, I, I was I thought of a good title for the film. All right, oh, wait, yeah? one second. Lucky Pierre, Rain of Gloria Hole. The Rain of Gloria. <laughs> the rain of Gloria Hole. Oh. So do a death drop off the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading today. In just Canada, gave away the climax. Yeah. <laughs> I was reading today. Speaking yeah. of gore, in Canada, they were actually like telling people to use glory holes to, that they're safe. That's oh. a safe uh, thing during COVID. And I was like, I don't oh, know. Safe oh what do I know? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> we're gonna ruin that. We're gonna ruin that for everybody. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Oh, I just one of the notes I took because uh, I like p- old pinball. And where was the place that had had the Royal Rumble pinball, the creature from the Black Lagoon? And I'm like looking in the background, like, hey, that's a really cool pinball. Oh, machine. that's Pizza J. Yeah, that's Pizza J. It's a local like uh, pizza. Like you know, they do a lot of vegan vegetarian stuff too. So um, we eat there a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they I mean, just have a few pinball machines over to the side. Yeah, nice. I really like the creature one. I'm a big fan of the creature from Black Lagoon. Yeah, that's like yeah, visually that's cool. one of my favorite scenes. That's so dreamlike. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that place near the pee pack? Is that like down that way or? So Pizza J is kind of off the beaten path a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but it's not too far from downtown though. But um, oh, okay. it's a good spot. Yeah, right down West Westminster. Uh, Pizza J or P Pack. Oh, pizza yeah, gym? Westminster, yep. Yeah, Westminster. Oh, I thought yeah. maybe it was near the pee pack. I wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah. it'd be like it'd be like probably what a fifteen-minute walk. Something oh, okay. Like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 It seems like everything's about a fifteen-minute yeah, yeah, walk. Exactly. From there. Yeah. Yeah. It's Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah Massachusetts yeah. is like a fifteen-minute walk away. So. <laughs> yep. Well, I'm it's taking so an Uber. I don't want that fifteen-minute walk. I'm taking an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I walk two or three hours a day, so fifteen minutes is no uh, no problem. Yeah, good to go. Oh my God! Wow, that's what you do. Looking good. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And Lena, Lena, you've always been very supportive of me getting healthier, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I think it's great. I wish more people would do that. You know, I agree. It's not only better physically, uh, mentally, it, it helps a lot. You're much, I'm a much better. Oh, I mentally. bet. Yeah. How, how oh, do you? Yeah. Had any of the people from uh, the locations, have they seen the movie? A few of them have, yeah, yeah. I think, I think the majority of them will see it this Saturday. There's a bunch of watch parties going on, but um, I think they're, this should be pretty uh, – should be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're going to be so surprised it's about gay things, you know? <laughs> they're going to be like, whoa, this was about gay things. <laughs> yeah. and may, 
Maybe, although if they know us, they're probably thinking, I don't know if they could do anything else other than gay. <laughs> <laughs> the sequel could just be called Gay Things. Gay Things, yeah. <laughs> gay Things, the reign of Gloria Hole. Yes. Yep, I like it. <laughs> In France. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any merchandise planned? Because like I'm gonna yeah, start I mean, learning like French right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Parlez-vous français? Oh, oui, oui. <laughs> I took two years of French, but I don't remember too much. Of it. <laughs> Did you ask if we had merchandise? Yes. Oh. Um. Well, we do. What, what do we have, guys, in terms of like our current stock? Do we have anything? I that... have a few pins and a couple stickers. A T-shirt. Some tank tops. Tank tops. That's even better. We should make some more T-shirts at some point. um, Different designs and stuff. We don't have like a website with like selling merch or anything like that. We've just been giving it out at various times at different like local events that we had, like fundraisers and stuff. But um, but yeah, I'm sure at some point we'll have more merch available that we'll probably throw up for the definitely need a shirt. Oh yeah. Yeah, we gave some, some tank tops and some shirts going. Um, before the premiere on Saturday, our friend Katarina, she's in the uh, bachelorette party. Um, she has, she's made three um, uh, Death Drop Gorgeous COVID masks. <laughs> we're going to auction off awesome. the thing. Yeah, yeah. So the, um, those will be ready to go. I think we're going to – I'm going to go either live on my account or the, our um, Death Drop account. We're going to try to auction them off, I think. But. <laughs> yeah. I think they're even studded with, like, stones, right? Well, there's like, a, there's stones. Wow. There's, there's a hole – a straw hole, too. And there's a straw oh, hole. So oh, little, that's oh, Perfect. A little flap that you can stick your straw in. Straw so if you have a yeah. if you have a, Jan- a Janet straw like we have in the yeah. movie, I love that too. That, that was one of my <laughs> faves. Yeah, for safety at the at the glory hole, like they told us. Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, <laughs> might might need an adjustable size, I guess. <laughs> right, I guess if you're fitting in the straw hole, it's not necessary. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, this Saturday, <laughs> so this Saturday, had you uh, this? You guys said this was your first movie. So like, uh, uh, well, what's like your background in filmmaking? Like, uh, how how did you? Uh, did you have you been on sets of other things? Never been on set. I have a degree in um, digital recording and um, and like all the technical stuff, not the not theory. So a lot of just like uh, how to use cameras and sound equipment and framing scenes out and all the kind of like the technical aspects of it. So had that in my back pocket. Um, so try to use that to the best of my ability. <laughs> yeah. I minored in English and that's as close as I'm going to get to anything. To do with this <laughs> well, it's good process. that the movie was in English. Yeah. I kind of, kind of taught myself how to write a script like that was just like something I was interested in I also acted in high school and I guess that kind of counts a little bit yeah I was Charlie Brown oh really (laughs) I cannot cannot picture that to be honest I I know weird right yeah no I played Charlie Brown (laughs) (laughs) I played a tree once Is it a role you would like to reprise, or yes, yes. I would like to be a birch next time. A birch tree. It was probably less demanding. Oak is so hard. Oak is just so hard. (laughs) I've heard that. 
It's a very dense wood. <laughs> I'll try pine. No way can I do pine. It's in your contract. No pine. No pine. No pine, man. <laughs> so, so how does? Well, how did I can't you- wait to be seeing this now at a premiere when it will go everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, we can't wait either. We're going to have like a, a premiere here at some point uh, in Providence, like a local one when we're actually able to open up theaters and stuff. Um, but then once theaters open nationally, we're hoping to be able to like um, get get uh, sort of select showings uh, wherever we can, you know? So that's something that we'll have to work on once we're able to. But um, but hopefully it'll come to an area near you somewhere someday. <laughs> or you can come to us. <laughs> okay, I'll come to you. That's better. We'll see you in Texas. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. It better be over by then. I'd be so mad. Oh my god. I know. June. <laughs> I'll rebel. You know. I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I know you mentioned before. But where was it in a play in Texas? Oh, Houston Horror Fest. Oh, okay. I've never been. Yeah. I've been to Texas, but I've never been to the horror. Uh, to uh, that particular festival. Yep. They're, the people that run that are great too. They're all super, super nice. Uh, yeah. The festival lineup looks great. Um, all the guests they have look great. Um, looks like a blast. I think Tony Rodriguez, who commented mm-hmm. earlier uh, in the chat, he actually is one of the guys that uh, directs it. Oh, okay. yeah, he's one of the yeah, one of the the founders of it. Yeah. Maybe Trista can come too. Come on I down. love this idea. <laughs> Linnea has the best ideas, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I know. More than We're going to France and Houston. <laughs> yeah. Rhode Island. It's just exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I want first class, please. Sure. When you, you make your reservations, please, first class. Uh-huh. And she's bringing 14 dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. So 15 first class, class tickets. That. That's great. <laughs> right. All first class. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll just charter you a private plane. Okay. Yeah, because we have to bring Jack the humping dog. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the third one. You got gay things. And then yeah. the third one will be Jack the Humpy. <laughs> Maybe a spinoff. Maybe a spinoff. Yeah. That sounds like a great lineup. Yeah. Right in the end. Jack the Humping Dog. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. And then she would pick him up and he would fall asleep with his tongue hanging out. Oh. You know? oh. I know. I'd watch I that. Know. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god sounds like me <laughs> I think Tristan and I figured out that he was trying to sleep his way to the top to be in the movie <laughs> it's working you you you're just doing a lot of talk here <laughs> yep. he knows who, who's leg to hump <laughs> he did he did he did know <laughs> <laughs> poor Linnea <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
right. He would look me right in the eye when he was doing it. It was very disturbing. And I got so used to it that I'd be talking to people and he's humping my leg. And I you're trying forget. to act like it's not happening. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, contact yeah. is important. I kind of like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was horrible. The intensity. Yeah. Yeah. Too intense. <laughs> Uh, I don't know where to go from there. I was going to bring up the Janet yeah. straw, but it seems like a weird segue from Jack Humping Dog to the Janet straw. But the Janet straw hey. is very cool. You guys, I'm, I've got to leave because it's time for me to go. But <laughs> Oh, okay. I have to go because I have to take the dogs out and I don't oh. want to take you with me. All right. Who left it them? might be traumatic. A lot of barking and he's, can't hear he, he's humping your He's humping your leg right now, isn't he? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Get off, Jack, Jack, Jack. I felt like the Titanic, you know. <laughs> Jack, come back. Jack. <laughs> we did that scene. We did the scene of, like, you know, on the boat, you know, where, where like, Oh, it was, it was so romantic. <laughs> but with that, I think this is going to be, my prediction is it's going to be a cult classic. Thank it's going to do you. great. And then we are going to France. That's yes. my prediction. Yeah. <laughs> do it. Our next goal. Okay. I'll see you guys. Bye. I don't know. Bye. 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 We love you. We love you guys a lot. Thank you for I'll having me. We love you as well. Welcome yeah, back anytime. Always a pleasure. I'll be back. Nice. Just like the Terminator. If I can figure out how to get out. Let me see. She's just no escape. I can hang up on you, but I always feel guilty. <laughs> I'm leaving. You just trapped him in the A-frame. The Janet Straw, though, is going to say... We found the Janet straw on Etsy. Uh, we had this idea of like, well, she's drinking out of a straw. It'd be great if it actually says her name. And they're like, we don't know if they make them that big. And there's actually a woman on Etsy that makes customized straws. Oh, okay. As long as your name is under like eight letters or less, I think. Um, yeah. So <laughs> only like $15. So if you want one, it says Neil. You can get one. I do. Yeah. <laughs> nasty Neil might be too long, but we can work with Neil or nasty. Just carry it around wherever you go. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm all about this. Yeah. I do notice I drink a lot during the shows when I'm editing them, but if I had a cool straw, I would make it, uh, it would make it a lot cooler. Yeah. The showstopper. <laughs> yeah. And hey, that's merchandise there, the Janet straw. You don't want to totally steal right. her deal, though, the, the Etsy one. Yeah. But I think even a shirt with just with just the straw on would actually work. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. yeah and it I could be, like, blood. So it could be blood in the glass, you know? <laughs> it's right. dripping oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what, what are some of your inspirations uh, for, for movies? Because there's a lot of different styles in, uh, in Death Drop Gorgeous. There are a lot of different styles. What are some of the things that like inspired you for the movie? Were you inspired by John Waters at all? Yeah, um, no. I think definitely yeah. that irreverence um, we were definitely inspired by. Uh, visually, we were trying to kind of do um, like a Suspiria, the Dario Argento version sort of Jalo films we were um, like color wise inspired by um, 
with writing the scenes with the cops, I just tried to write like the silliest dialogue that you would see in a CSI show. <laughs> um, but I think those were our major, and like eighties slashers and stuff. We were definitely, um, definitely motivated us. So like for the, for the giallo stuff, like we wanted to paint this picture of like the nightlife being this kind of like fantastical magical place, like as super colorful as possible. So I think like in these drag queens minds, especially like Gloria Hole, it's almost this level of like this Hollywood fame that happens at night. It's just this new world opens up and we wanted to portray the, the daytime just kind of like drab and gray, which we were trying to you know, make that happen. So like what a better vehicle than like, you know, the, the psychedelic lights of like giallo films. Um, yeah. Also pretty inspired by like uh, Driller Killer, Miss 45. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah just kind of like low budget, like that. You know, after work on the weekends too, and um, they're low budget, but they're they're brilliant. They're just like they're gritty. Um, they have like the music montage. That stuff was kind of fun. Um, I said to the eighties slasher stuff. My favorite, you know. Also, those two movies. And I, I always like those of- movies from that era that ha- uh, that were filmed in New York. They really have a, a real feel to them. Which- yeah. You know, it's hard to cap. Maniac. Yeah. Yeah. I think also the film, I don't know if you've seen the film Tangerine, but that was a very low budge. Um, And while our movie doesn't look like Tangerine, um, it definitely, uh, we were pretty inspired by that success story. It was in film, like entirely on an iPhone in LA and it's this really poignant um, story. And I think that just seeing that like a film like that could get as far as it did, like really um, inspired us at least like motivation wise. Clue Gulliger is in that, I think. What was that? Clue Gulliger. Oh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's great. It's, um, it got all the, like Oscar nomination, which is crazy. I think that was inspiring too. Cause like, one of our big things is like we knew we'd have a big budget. We made this movie for around 20 grand that we all raised ourselves through crowdsourcing and fundraisers. And, you know, then a movie like, um, you know, Tangerine comes along and it shows that you don't need this big budget production. It's all about like using the talent that's around you, like using your community that's around you too. Yeah. Like the, the two trans women that are in Tangerine, I believe are non-actresses and they were fantastic. Like they were great. Like so you don't have to like pay these big budget actors to do these roles. You can actually find amazing talent all around you. Um, you can film it on an iPhone. You can use the little, like um, we use a very similar device that they use for sound on Tangerine too. Um, so it just shows like, I know like everyone's kind of attuned to like what a big budget production looks like, but I hope you all can kind of like let that go for a little while and look at these smaller budgets that have way more heart and soul that there are, there is a story there. There are characters there. There's a lot that goes into these projects and it's utilizing these like smaller, it's almost like, you know, when you shop local or you're using smaller businesses, it's like you're using the talent around you. And I'm hoping like, you know, when people see our movie or movies like Tangerine, they're inspired to just like create and make stuff like anyone can do it. Just, you just got to have the motivation. You got to discipline yourself. Um, the fundraising sucks, but it's a, it's a necessary evil, but it's possible. You can do these things. Um, so we're hoping we see like an uprising of these low budget productions, you know, especially with horror. So, yeah. Yeah. I read an article earlier today that they said this summer that independent horror is really uh, flourishing right now. That, it, you know, that's yeah. awesome. And, and it should. There's a lot of cool stuff happening all around us. Um, and I, I would kind of let go of, like, you know, the, keep an eye out for the big-name stuff and kind of look at the little stuff, too. It's, there's some great stuff out there. And I wouldn't be surprised if it continues to do that with COVID just because yeah. a lot of the bigger productions oh, yeah. are shut down. And maybe that's, maybe that's why, but it's like, you know, there's, there's a lot of big movies that are 
just have been halted now um, or big production companies that can't even convene or meet. And there's a lot of little guys where it's like, well, it's just me and my camera and my actor. <laughs> and so like you actually can go out and film stuff. So uh makes it a little easier for us. <laughs> what do you guys make of, uh, you know, there's definitely a rise in popularity of drag queens in the last few years. You know, a lot of it's with uh, uh, Drag Race, the TV show. Right. Well, I think that um, that in our movie we touch upon that sort of um, that sort of divide between like the old generation of drag queens pre RuPaul's Drag Race and then now what drag has transformed into as a result of RuPaul's Drag Race. And we're not saying one's better than the other. There's just like a conflict there or there's a difference there. Um, we also wanted to showcase what drag is actually kind of like in small cities across America. Like it's not as glamorous as you see on RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, it's a lot of like going to a bar and like making $50 and then that's like what you make. Um, whereas, your outfit costs like $300. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you've sewed this outfit and you've gotten all these materials and you spend hundreds of dollars, but then you like make like 50, 75 bucks and um, I think that we really wanted to kind of showcase that and what, um, yeah, what drag looks like in small city bars rather than on RuPaul's Drag Race or, I don't know, New York City or L.A. or something. When you were asking, like, the different, uh, like, uh, local places, uh, were they all, like, on board with the idea? Yeah. 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 Pretty- much yeah there was there was one location we had that we were supposed to film this um the climactic like dynasty like fight at the end and unfortunately they pulled out like very last minute for no reason and they kind of like really um pulled the rug out from under us so we had to like scramble to find a spot but we were very thankful that like for the most part everyone was super accommodating and um were super supportive. I think that has to do with just like how small knit this community is versus like you were mentioning like harder to film in like LA. I don't think we would have been able to make this movie in like New York city or LA. I think it exists because Providence is so close knit and supportive and, and arty. So yeah. Like no one even thought twice. Everyone was just just so chill. Um, We we had zero pushback from any of these venues. Um, They let us whatever we want. We're we're like in, indebted to these places to just how, how lenient they were with us, you know, using their space. Yeah. yeah like the, the main uh, drag bar that's featured in the film is um, the, the real name of the, the, the bar, the club is dark lady here in Providence. And they would let us come film uh, before they would open at night. So it's like they would open at like seven or eight and they'd be like, all right, we'll come unlock the doors and let you in at one o'clock. And then you have seven hours to like film whatever you need to in the club. And then as long as we, yeah, as long as we finish up before they have to open, they're good. So it it really worked out for us. Yeah. When you talked about uh, extras, would you just like uh, tell people you're filming here and you know, whoever would show up would show up? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah essentially. Um, yeah. We would we would make like an event. Like so um the the scene at the the sort of the noise rock metal show 
was actually like Brandon like kind of organized that event. So those bands really did play that day and people came to see a show, but also knowing that they would be an extra in this movie. So it was kind of like a two for one deal. For That's a win-win, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Anxious Wave and In Heat, both great bands you also check out. <laughs> yeah. Now, Wayne, what did you think of the finished movie when you saw it for the first time? <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, if, if I'm not on screen, I was behind the scenes. So I was there okay. a lot of like pretty much, you know, 90, 98% of the time. Um, but I mean, it's, it's, you know, I'm, like I spend a lot of time covered in blood. So it's the best thing. <laughs> Wayne was like the stuntable, the killer too. Um, but yeah, all of us, like the, there were five core people that did this. It was like me, Wayne, Ryan, Mike, and our, our friend, Chris, who unfortunately couldn't be here tonight. Um, we kind of just, did everything eventually we, sometimes we have like people on set helping out a little bit but literally it was like the five of us we were really just kind of mishmashing this about all together the best we could so it was a uh, it was fun <laughs> yeah i forgot to mention when uh, when you brought up the detectives i really liked their interaction it was like because they're very straight but there's like a, so much like homoeroticism between the two yeah there's so much oh yeah that's awesome yeah <laughs> We didn't know Sean Murphy before. We had like open auditions and he showed up and the moment he like read for one of the roles, I was like, oh, he has to play one of the detectives. Yeah. He did so, he did so well. Um, he's so talented. And um, yeah, I stared longingly into his blue eyes for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> I was killed before we could, you know, concentrate. <laughs> <laughs> the budding romance i don't know <laughs> before he could be the linnea to you uh, you're jack the humping dog right yeah you should have it's, it's a safe space here you can say what you want <laughs> yes <laughs> after you're on the show longer you'll be fine saying you know foolish <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I love you guys. Go with doing stuff. It's great. What was that? What did you say, Brandon? No, I'm saying you guys. You guys are always doing stuff. It's great. You, you have stuff going on all the time. I love it. Oh, it's oh, fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Got the the festival shirt going. That's right. Oh yeah, that's oh, awesome. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> But yeah, yeah it's very fun, and it's very cool. Uh, both Tri and I said this, you know, to ourselves. It's awesome uh, since Drissa's joined. Uh, she's our favorite host, and uh, it's been. She, she just like fits right in. It's just yeah. like differently. She's just, <laughs> you know, like an old friend. It's crazy. Oh, thank you. This is so nice. Thank you. I, I it's a. Uh, it's very uh, special for me, especially during these uncertain times. You know, it's brought me, uh, and this is not about me, it's about your film, but it, it has brought me a lot of joy, you know, during. Awesome. It definitely made me forget about a lot of uh, scariness, so that's very special for me. And you like my puppy, so. Yeah. Who doesn't like your puppy? <laughs> Good point. Yeah, he's, he's kind of lovable. Yeah. And hopefully that's what you know. People, when you say you know, people watch all this stuff, and uh, you know, they can get away from from the uh, the real world for a little while and just have fun and talk about movies yeah. or whatever. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But I yeah, I think that's one of the things on we... a film in the, in December, which I have no idea when that like should be out, but hopefully at some point. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. 
Yeah, we're hoping people have fun with our movie. I mean, it's, you know, we're having the premiere on Saturday and like Brandon said, there's a lot of watch parties around. Um, it's a little bit sad that we can't be at each and every one of those because right. we know there's a ton of friends, like, you know, we, hundreds of people basically uh, in total that are going to be watching it in different places and enjoying it. I just, I would love to be able to have them all collected together at one space. To, um, but, but, you know, we'll work with what you can get right now and then hopefully in the future we'll be able to recreate that. <laughs> Now, had any of you guys gone to Wicked Queer before? The film in Boston? No, I tried to go before, but yeah, just never made it. Yeah, I, I've never gone either because it's usually around the same time as Boston Underground Film Festival, and I go to it, and it's just mm-hmm. a lot oh, of to go to uh, at the same time. Yeah. yeah. But they always have very interesting stuff going on. Yeah. And the guy, uh, Sean, that runs it is great, too. Um, he's yeah. very... He puts his heart and soul into this thing. It's like a, it's it's a huge passion for him. He's a, he's a big film film guy. Loves uh loves all the classics and Percival Gordon Lewis. So it's um, nice. it's fun talking to him too. Yeah, weird shit. <laughs> yeah, it has an interesting mix of genres. You know, for people who don't know, it's not like yeah. all horror movies. It's all different you know styles. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know he was a Herschel Gordon Lewis fan, which I am as well. So that's like, yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> He loves him even more now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, the um, the second trailer that we made, the one we homemade, um, is kind of what caught Sean's eye. We did like a throwback to a Herschel Gordon Lewis style trailer. Um, I mean, it nice. sounds exciting as the one that Tyler cut for us, but the, the one that's like before this one that came out, um, we totally just you know did a, did it Herschel style, and uh, it, um, that caught Sean's eye. And that's we kind of talked about that too. It was like, oh yeah, you guys did that Herschel Gordon Lewis throwback. Um, kind of what got me into this. So it was, that was kind of a nice little connection that got me <laughs> via the, uh, the Godfather of Gore. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I say this because I love Herschel Gordon Lewis and I love his movies. They're not particularly great movies, but I love I love them very much. We just like also a, they're the best. Uh, if no one's ever listened to Herschel Gordon Lewis commentary tracks, I think they're the best. They're my favorite commentary tracks. Well, he, he hey, you said they'll sell you on anything. Yeah, I mean, I've seen the <laughs> oh, movies yeah. many times, but I'll watch them and think, wow, he must have made like the god, the, the godfather of a horror movie here, <laughs> the way he's talking about it. <laughs> he just didn't give a shit. And he didn't care what, what his audience wanted. He made what came from his heart. Um, it was low budge. It was crazy. And it ended up working for him. And um, I think this is another example of, you know, making art that you want to see. Right. If you, you know, seeing what you want to see, try to do your best to make it. You know, get that stuff out there. Um, his movies are batshit crazy, and I can't, yeah. you look at the time period those things came out, and you're like, holy shit! So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, one of my favorite movies is Blood Feast, and it's like yeah. it's oh, just, yeah. just crazy. Movie, Blood Feast. Yeah. And he's, uh, yeah, it's awesome. And uh, one of my favorite stories. Uh, so we were doing an interview with Herschel Gordon Lewis, and uh, he was on video, and this was before we were doing video, and uh, um, so he was like, um, oh, so we, we're not, I don't, I don't have, I'm, we're not on video. I was like, no, it's not being recorded. It's just doing the audio. He's like, so he was in a three-piece suit. And he's like, so can I get comfortable? I was like, yeah. So he reached up and loosened his tie like an eighth of an inch. And that was it. And I was <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> really kicking Neil's back. Going, I'm not wearing any pants, but okay. <laughs> That's where I thought he was going to go. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> Which, I don't know how Troy knew that right now. but <laughs> Well, you had the video too. But, <laughs> Right. Uh, on my only only fans website, you get an under the the table camera view of the show. Right. There's another camera, second camera. <laughs> and I wonder why I have no uh, no one joining. 
<laughs> Maybe I'll catch on. But yeah, there's a lot of other th- uh, festivals. You have International Horror Hotel in, in Ohio, uh, Houston Horror Film you mentioned in uh, Houston. There's a lot more here. Where can people find the information where you'd be able to see the movie? All the social medias. www.deathdropgorgeous.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We don't, the Twitter is you know, hit or miss. We're on all the time. In, uh, Instagram. Um, yeah, I think, I think, is that all of them? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think, yeah, Instagram and Facebook are the easiest way to sort of keep track of our events and what's going on and updates and things like that. Cause things are changing constantly for us. Like with festivals, sometimes they'll, they'll move dates ahead and then they'll have to cancel again. And so we don't really share dates until, um, you know, we have a pretty good idea that those are concrete, but of yeah. course, like anything can change nowadays. <laughs> where did you, where'd the name death drop gorgeous come from? I think Chris came up with it. Um, and what we sort of liked about it is, as you guys pointed out with drag names earlier, drag names are always like kind of usually a pun or like playing off of something that's in pop culture. So I think what would, what really worked with Death Drop Gorgeous was how it was like a play and a pun off of obviously Drop Dead Gorgeous, even though it's not alike at all as a as the film. Um, and also Death Drop is like that sort of move that drag queens do where they just fall backwards onto the stage. Yeah. I don't know if you watch enough drag race deal. You might not, no, I not know. Yeah. <laughs> it's it can be an overused move. It's sometimes. true. Sometimes it's overused, yeah. especially lately. Um originally it's like in ballroom culture it's called a dip and then at some point like colloquially it like changed to death drop and that's yeah if you watch drag race they do it during lip syncs. It's supposed to be like one of those like yeah. shock yeah, it looks it looks super painful, but somehow it's like a controlled fall where I can't do one. Yeah, but, I know, wouldn't be able to do it either. Bend a knee and go back and land on yeah. their back, and somehow they're fine. So yeah, somehow four hundred pounds of Latrice Royale can do it. Right, <laughs> I kill myself if I try. Oh my god! It, you know? Yeah, very impressed yeah. with Troy's drag. I, I do have yeah. some knowledge yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Uh, Matrice's <laughs> death I know why Troy impressive. can never do the shows on the weekend. Uh, he might be well, has a secret identity or something. <laughs> <laughs> he, has, he has a lot of very nice long locks, so it would work. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know I had like the pull off beard, though. <laughs> <laughs> you make up for that. <laughs> Yeah, and our mom is actually a big fan of uh, of drag race as well. Troy and I are brothers. People who don't know. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so when you were talking, I know you kind of touched on it, but uh, like, so are there people who look down on like uh, on the show Drag Race because like because it is it has been kind of mainstream? I guess it, it's a good and bad because it has made. Uh, I think it's not as um, weird to people for lack of a better term, but then it can also mainstream something that is like uh, owned by like a certain audience. Yeah. I think like with anything that gains popularity, it eventually becomes mainstream. And there's always sort of that, like I watched drag race before it was like, cool. <laughs> really? you know, it's like, yeah. it happens with everything. Metallica before the black album. Or something. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I, what I, what I love about drag race is that it, like you said, it is 
it has made um it has put drag in the in like like culturally and it's become like more i think any i think for me a representation is so important and i think even um something like a competition show about drag queens like that's important and i think like kids seeing that and young people seeing that um i didn't have that growing up and i think i would have probably flourished a little better um if i did so yeah i appreciate it for that i do think that um it's lost some of its subversiveness going mainstream, that. but that's a, that's a huge topic I, we could go on for, for hours about. But I think some of the, I think drag can be super subversive and I think that's what's amazing about it and that's why I love it. And I think moving to a mainstream platform like VH1 only naturally causes it to be a little more like family friendly. Um, but yeah. I think part of the I, thing too with, drag race now is that like it's become because like it's it's a great thing that it's become more mainstream but i think that because drag has become more mainstream and it started flourishing that it's branched out into like a lot of different forms now and so some people may feel like the the sort of strain of drag that they see most like most prominently featured on drag race is only sort of one thing um and they may want to like represent their drag in other forms and have other platforms for doing so. So like Dragula, for instance, yeah. is sort of a, a competing, I don't know what to say competing, but it's an, an, another drag show that's it's on got TV. It's a completely reality different show. vibe. Completely different vibe. It's like yeah. monstrous yeah. drag. It's like people yeah. that want to get like dirty and gross <laughs> and all this stuff. And so it's just, it's horror. I mean, it's, it gives them a platform for doing that, that like they may not yeah. feel that they have on Drag Race. So, you know, it's just a natural branching, I think, of like interests. And it's kind of nice now to see, like, um, you know, you got the Canada one and you had the UK yeah. one and you got two seasons of the Thai one. Which, yeah. Like, yeah. you want to talk about production values, that just blew my mind when we watched it. <laughs> it was right like, they, they've got these giant sets and just costumes. It's crazy. Yeah. The runways on the Thai drag race are out of control. They're so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're insane. So, just, yeah. yeah. Like, I can't imagine how much they spend on, like, those – especially like the finale. It just looked crazy. They had a cast of hundreds of people on the stage and everybody's in full costume. It was just nuts. People lighting themselves on fire. You know, it's just crazy shit. Yeah. Take notes, RuPaul. (laughs) (laughs) Last time we had Mark Patton on, he talked about, uh, he predicted like the next big thing for horror conventions would be if like uh, drag queens would get involved in like a horror convention because he said it would really bring right. up like the uh, the showmanship of, of like a show like that. And I I didn't know this, but if he said like there is like a big cross uh, fan yeah. fandom with, with drag queens and yeah. horror yeah. movies. Yeah, the, the, the drag- was kind of a natural progression, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, the, the Dragula queens kind of do both. They'll do horror right. and drag conventions. Um, yeah, keep an eye out for those. Those queens are great. The last winner was a drag king on the last season, yeah. so king oh, yeah. and queen. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we're, are, we're all of you uh, horror fans, oh, and hello to uh, to David's mom. Oh. <laughs> hello. <laughs> the cat. The cat. Yeah. Sorry. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a very uh, so uh, for all of you horror fans, is yeah. that the question? That Sorry, was the question. Yeah. yeah, always nice to have it. Yeah. One of the animals popped yeah. up. Like Mike mentions too, like part of the reason we made this movie was like um, we were getting kind of sick of like a lot of the um, the lack of LGBTQ representation in horror. It's just not a whole lot out there. Um, and just like kind of making a, like horror movies we haven't seen in a while. We want to do something kind of like campy, subversive, crazy, funny, gross. Um, you know, like street trash from a John Waters ish kind of thing. Just have fun with it. Um, so th- I mean, that, our love of horror kind of brought us together to to create this. But I think yeah, all of us individually like all different styles of horror too. Um, I hate speaking for Chris; he's not here. But like you know, Chris is big into like the, the kind of camp horror. Um, and we, and the, everyone that's here right now is like different styles we like too. Did anybody want to speak about that? Uh, their, their favorite style of horror? I think I just love them all. I mean, like I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. a sucker for a good slasher. You can just throw a, a very simple plot together and just make it fun and gory, <laughs> and I'm, I'm on board. Um, I mean, one of my favorite movies is, is oddly enough, Scream. My other favorite mm-hmm. movie is Suspiria. So I love like that. There are two different ends. Of the <laughs> You're all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. And then slap in the middle is like is you know. Um, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what I like about horror, though, because they're all different styles, because I love the stuff or, or Basket Case. Like, I love yeah. that as much as I love, like, Rosemary's Baby or Frankenstein or Psycho. Do I think they're yeah, equally as good like, movies? Go, right? Maybe not, but, like, I enjoy them as much. Mm. And I have, like, a very big soft spot for um, whatever happened to Baby Jane. Oh, hell like, yeah. I That's love that movie. movie. That and Hushers. Oh, yeah. So I, I kind of love that. You know, I hate the term, but the exploitation films. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> such a bad term. But, I mean, they're <laughs> such good horror movies. You know, um, Straight Jacket. Like, I'm, like Joan Crawford was just amazing in those movies. What was? Didn't they do a show about uh, about them yeah. not too long ago? Yeah, they did. Um, it was like Ryan Murphy, I think, did feud. That's yeah. right. That's it. yeah. Because I know that movie came up in it. Uh, I remember my mom was watching. Yeah. I only saw like a little bit of it, but it looked interesting. It was a good. I, it was. It was actually really good. It was so well done. So uh, we mentioned uh, the website, and uh, and this weekend is uh, is Wicked Queer, and uh, I, is it going on right now? I know your guys' movies on Saturday, but I think it might be happening right now. The, I, I forget the if festival. it's today or tomorrow that the first film starts. I think it's starts yeah. Friday. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's tomorrow. tomorrow. Friday. Okay, okay, tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. All right. So people check that out and see what things you want to watch, and uh, it'll be a good time. Yeah. You know, where yeah. can people Let's follow a- each of you guys individually? I'm sorry to interrupt you there. Finish what you're about to say. Oh, no, I was going to say there's just a lot of great films on there. I forget how many features they have. I think it's at least 10. Um, and then some different shorts blocks uh, with a lot of different great topics. Um, and I think you can purchase like multi uh, yeah. like passes that that cover like multiple blocks or you can do it per film but yeah definitely go check it out scroll through there's a lot of films that aren't like ours that are on there too uh so yep it's great you brought up shorts it's interesting you guys went right to a feature because uh you know most people (laughs) i talk to you know they make shorts and they'll they'll make a feature film yeah we're very unorthodox like that (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i don't know Obviously, I wouldn't change anything, but if I would change one thing, if I knew how long this was going to take, I might have been like, hey, let's try something shorter first, maybe. I don't know. Wet our feet first. But no, we dove 
head first, and I think that's part of its charm. Yeah, no, no totally worry. And uh, who knows if you did the shorts first, you might not have done the feature, or you, you know, or it might have came up later. And right now, you wouldn't be able to film it, so it worked out. Very true. Well, I, I think also like the fact that none of us had done a film before, and the fact that this was like an organic idea that like it weren't, it wasn't like we were all like just rearing to get into the film industry. Um, it's kind of funny. I think we were all just actually gravitated towards this idea that you guys um, that like Brandon and Chris and Mike had. And uh, you know, once it sort of took on a life of its own and started being concrete or was created uh, it, it was too long to be a short film. I mean, like, I think it was like, there was just too much there and it was obvious that it had to be a feature length. And then once it was written, it was like, all right, I guess we're doing this. Um, so yeah, I don't think it was even like a get go, like a thing from the get go that we were like, all right, let's jump in and just do a feature film. It just sort of made let's sense with, with the idea, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I like what you said, because a lot of people will think of doing something. And if, I know this sounds like kind of dumb to even say, but a lot of people think about doing something, but if you don't do it, it never happens. So if you want to do something, you actually have to do it. You got to get creative. You got to work with what you got. Um, we, we did a lot of, a lot of camera magic in the movie. Um, locations are not connected. Um, I don't want to give anything away. Like um, the under the stage scene is filmed under our deck. Like it's, if you hear about it, like, oh, this sounds That's like shit. Cool, and then you though. see it, you, you can make your, you make stuff work really, really well. Like it's just, you just gotta be smart about what you do. Um, don't be afraid to reach out to people. Like people believe it or not do want to help you. Like when people hear about projects like this, we got all sorts of offers for help um, for free or for a little, little, little cost. Or people are just excited to be a part of something. Um, and especially horror. Horror has such a tight knit community and people just love it. Like they want to be a part of it. Um, we had people that just did so much for us just out of the kindness of their hearts. So they wanted to see this project happen. Um, and I think you just gotta, you can't be afraid to like ask for favors. You can't be afraid to try to, um, you know, put yourself out there. You just gotta do it. Yeah, I agree. 100%. That's good to hear though. That like, you know, you found a lot of supportive people. Yeah. Yeah. I think this, this just comes with horror. I think there's a lot of just amazing people that are, you know, it's a, a lot of horror maniacs out there that love it. And I think that it's just, such, again, such a tight knit network. You just meet all these different people all over the place, over the country that just are, are great. And just like, they're just happy to meet other, other like-minded people. So it's kind of fun. Right. Uh, AJ Zylas says, I wish you all continued success. Can't wait to see the film. Thank you. Thank you. Mariela. Yeah, I, like, I like the movie a ton. I'm sure we've all mentioned that. But, yeah. <laughs> Thank oh, you. thank you. I'm glad uh, you enjoyed it. Was it was just really, really good. <laughs> oh, thanks very much. We appreciate that. And uh, Mariela Perez, who runs South Texas Underground Film Festival, says uh, DYI or DIY. I said that backwards. <laughs> 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 but yeah, she said it right. I said it wrong. This is, this is <laughs> but where can people follow you each individually? To your homes. No, I mean, no, online to see what you're up to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're, all, we're all on the, uh, the Insta- Instagrams and the Facebooks, so, uh, you know, hunt us down. <laughs> yeah. We're all linked yeah. to the movie. So once you hit those pages, you're, you're going to find all I'll be honest, sometimes <laughs> okay. when I, I try to always ask that, but then I always do think in the back of my mind, you could just Google these people and you'll probably find them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I think it's nice to ask. It is. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the movie. It's, the movie. I guess yeah, if the movie is just called like Red or something, it would probably be hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I think most importantly, yeah, to get people to just like follow like Death Death Drop Gorgeous 
on like Instagram, uh, Facebook, or Twitter. Um, and then if you want to like find us individually, you definitely will be able to. Yeah. Through those, you through you can go go to any one of those posts and just see who liked it, and you'll see like all of our. Guys. <laughs> 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 yeah. We'll find like your mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I, have, uh, I do want to follow all their family members. <laughs> <laughs> You sound like a weirdo, but <laughs> so I'm being very hey, honest tonight. Yeah. I mean, we made a weirdo movie, so <laughs> right. fair enough. <laughs> I thought it was pretty normal. So. Yeah. Hey, but if you want to follow Uncle Frank, you can do that. Yeah, <laughs> old Uncle Frank, he's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this has been really fun. And I hope people, you know, check yeah, out, yeah. out the movie. And then, are there plans to do uh, not even just sequel, but plans to work together on, on some future things? I hope so. Yeah, yeah. We actually have. Um, we don't give anything away, but like, uh, we kind of hacking away at like a, another screenplay that's almost completed. Um, we really want to. We're gonna try to see what we can get for what, whatever kind of income we get back from the movie to try to put into our next project to. Um, so if there's any investors listening, uh, some sugar daddies out there, <laughs> we really want to make this next movie. We don't want to skimp. This one actually needs like a little bit of money. Um, it's going to be a monster movie. Um, but yeah, so that's, it's kind of just depends like what kind of, uh, return we get, but yeah, there's, there's projects coming up. Um, there's going to be a music video that we're doing as a production um, company for our, our uh, anxious wave that's in the film. We're doing their music video too. So like the, the death drop crew will be working on that as well, which is again, it's going to be horror themed. So um, hopefully that'll be out by like October. Very cool. That's a good time for oh, a project to drop. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah totally. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> Send it over. We'll play it on the on the Facebook. Uh, that's how I yeah. met, uh, you know started talking to. That's Brandon. our next he sent the, uh, festival, uh, right? He sent the trailer over for the movie. When you know I've been playing the trailers before the the interviews and stuff. And, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right, really do, cool. do you guys have a hand in that thing that's happening at the drive-in? Is that you guys doing that? No, but uh, but I know the the guy that does doing the happenstance horror festival. In, yeah. Um, yeah, because uh, my short film premiered at, at last year's happenstance. Yeah, with, uh, uh, George uh, Frazier up in uh, I think he's doing it in New Hampshire. I'd love to go to that, but it's a little far for me. I'm on the Cape, but uh, I love the idea a festival in the drive-in. I think that's awesome. Awesome. That's a brilliant idea. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't heard of that. That's great. Yeah, and it's, it's really cool. It's like a set price for like you know for a car load. So like if you went up with four or yep. five friends in your car, yeah. you just pay. I don't I don't know the exact price. Like let's say twenty dollars or something. But uh, it's I think that's an awesome idea. It'd be really fun, and you still oh, have yeah. like the interaction yeah. with you know everyone being safe at the same time, and it'd be a really unique experience anyway. Watching a bunch of weird because usually if we go to a, a drive-in, it's going to be like a classic, like the Jaws or something. And uh, that's awesome too. But to see, you know, a right. bunch of like, because uh, this is all short ones, happenstance. It's all a bunch of weird, you know, short movies on the drive in. Uh, when, you know, when are you going to have the chance to do that? Like, I, yeah, yeah. That before, so. I thought that was a really yeah. cool idea. I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, I think that's an awesome idea. People should check that out if you're in the New England area. Or if yeah, you just want to yeah. make the drive, I don't know. If you want to drive across country, go do it. But if you can make it to New Hampshire, let's check that out. <laughs> They just dropped that lineup, I think, two days ago. It's, it's a lot of movies playing. It's a bunch. It looks fun. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've been to it before, um, you know, not, not when it's been the drive-in. And, uh, yeah, it's always a really good time. 
it's always you know uh it's all short uh, horror movies it's like five four or five hour block of stuff and it's always it's a lot of fun yeah that's cool all right guys well this has been this has been great thank you so much yeah it's a great meeting all you guys and Linnea was the best, of course. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he always says I'm she steals the show. I'm seeing a lot of, uh, of guests that Tri- Trista recommends, Deborah Lamb and, and Linnea. They seem to really put somebody over on the show. It's, uh, <laughs> no, but let, everyone loves Linnea. It's very cool. And uh, you guys are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank we will talk you, again. you guys as well. Well, thank you. Yeah, this has been yeah. fun. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Let's keep in touch. These things are great. It's a great outlet for, for, you know, films like ours, especially we can't thank you guys enough for being a, being a stage and a, and a vehicle for this stuff. So you guys are hard work. You guys do this stuff all the time. I always see you on their live. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I owe you guys a drink at Bravo. If I ever see uh, you guys there. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that place. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know we both, we all really, all three of us really appreciate that because it is cool. It's fun to do it, but it's good that it uh, helps uh, filmmakers or, or people want to watch cool things. And uh, it would be cool if we just sat here and talked, but it's cool that, you know, it helps somebody out. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate it. Yep. Bye, guys. Right, thanks again. Bye. Bye. Thank, Thank you. Bye. From ancient terrors to the search for modern-day conspiracies, the tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old-world horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. The tomb of Nick Cage. Find out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Tomb of Nick Cage. <laughs>